listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel Podcast. It's Anthony Lewis and Aurora Babalu back talking more Daredevil. Season 3 on Netflix. You know what? I really like these episodes. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit. In fact, I had so much fun with these two episodes. I'm feeling like Daredevil might be the best overall Marvel Netflix show. I don't know. I... I agree, but to me, it's a little bit of a tie with Jessica Jones. Yeah, I really... I like Jessica Jones a lot, too. I, th- I think what helped... Because, I mean, I think the first season of Jessica Jones was amazing. Mm-hmm. And the second season was really good, but not as good as the first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like the same thing is true for Daredevil. The first season was incredible, and the second season was really good, but not as good as the first. But so far the third season has been pretty good and it's really ramped up with these two episodes Mm -hmm. like a lot ramped up uh yeah let's start talking about it uh season three episode five the perfect game so wilson fisk learns that matt has somehow escaped from his underwater taxi grave uh he tells the fbi uh that he has a criminal fixer goes by the name of matt murdoch maybe you should look (laughs) into him Uh, Karen confronts Fisk's actual fixer, Felix Manning, but he threatens her with his knowledge of her and her family, including uh, of her brother's death. Mm -hmm. Agent Nadim questions both Karen and Foggy about Matt, but they both try to direct him towards Fisk and his crimes. Fisk reviews a file from Manning on Dax. And he learns that he used his skillful aim to kill his baseball coach and kind of like his father figure uh, after uh, we also learned that his parents were dead. Uh, He's taught to be more empathetic through therapy as he grew up, but appeared to use it as a cover for his more psychopathic tendencies, such as the time that he worked for a suicide prevention hotline and encouraged a caller to murder somebody else Mm -hmm. uh, rather than themselves. Uh, It was there that he started working with Julie and fell for her. And now he finds her working at the hotel, but accidentally reveals that he has been stalking her. Oops. Fisk sees the potential in Dex to become the villain that the public can focus on rather than himself. And Karen reveals to Foggy that she kind of killed that James Wesley guy. I think that was back in the first season. Yep. Uh, She shot him a bunch of times, if memory uh, serves. Uh, so what did you think of episode five, Aurora? 
I thought that it was amazing that there was a whole episode where we only saw Matt, Matt for like a minute in the end. Yes. He was not in this episode. Not really, no. He just kind of showed up at the end and he's like, crap, they're after me. Yeah, and he's the main character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that blew my mind. <laughs> this, <laughs> I mean, this harkened, for me, this harkened back to the uh, the Wilson Fisk flashback, the one that I thought was so genius and still yeah. do think is genius. This wasn't, yeah, this, this was kind of like that, that origin villain the, story that they always do. The villain origin. And I, but I, yeah. and I loved how they set it up because Fisk basically gets this uh, whole box full of files on decks. And mm-hmm. he's like, this could take a while. And his lawyer's like, that's okay. I brought an audio book. <laughs> yes. And, which is really funny. I want to see what the book, I want to know what the book was. Oh, do you want to maybe guess at like what he was listening to? I would love, I would love if it was like Harry Potter or something like that. <laughs> I would love to know. He's like, ah, <laughs> uh, he's like, you know what? Because uh, uh, Fisk can be like, I love those Harry Potter movies. And he's like, you know what? <laughs> but this is even cooler. This is that play that they did, The Cursed Child. Like they turn that into like an audio And then audiobook. geek out. Yeah, they're like, oh my God, that's an audiobook. <laughs> I just want, you know, like in real life, they're not always like this. There's, you there's know, that they're be... both, they're both Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Without a doubt. Uh, it would be better if he was listening to like Fifty Shades of Grey or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. He's like, it's a double header. It's Cursed Child and Fifty Shades. <laughs> I've got I've got more. I've got uh, Fifty Shades Freed here. I've got that third one, whatever it's called. <laughs> I feel like, like if he said that to Fizz, Fizz will kill him in the spot. <laughs> he's like, and look, he's like, if I've finished with those, he's like, I've got all the Twilight novels. Uh, we're good. Uh, it's just the most evil person you could imagine, really, I think is what it boils down to. <laughs> Only an evil person would have all those things on their phone. Yes. Uh, okay, so... I loved that instead of, you know, the boring way, which would be watching Fisk read these files and look at pictures and stuff. Basically, they kind of like he's reading, but we're seeing it kind of play Mm -hmm. out and beautifully like in the room that Fisk is in. Yep. Like they're on a baseball field, but there's no baseball field. There's like a home plate and there's like a, Mm uh, you know, a pitching mound and a scoreboard, but they're still in his hotel room. Right. Essentially. I loved all of that. And, uh, they kind of just showed this kid sort of, uh, without any direction or losing his way, but he's got this incredible skill. And, you know, I don't know if it's something he was just born with or something that was like learned into him uh, through, trauma and tragedy and stuff but uh you know this this whole idea that he needs this you know he can be okay if he's got like an anchor and his anchor at one point was his coach until his Mm -hmm. coach wanted to pull him out of a game because he had to give some of the other kids you know playing time it's uh little leagues and he's like but i'm just gonna throw a perfect game uh and he felt like he lost his anchor, like his coach wasn't supporting him anymore. So, you know, as you do, he killed him uh, by throwing a baseball at a pole, which then perfectly ricocheted and then hit the coach in the head, killing him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he met the therapist who then turned into his anchor until she presumably, 
uh, got sick and died from, you know, whatever it was. I don't, I don't think they ever specified. Right. But, you know, she got sick and died when he was, uh, I presume, late teens, early 20s, right, that right, sort of thing. Right. Yeah. And he lost his anchor again. And then she's just like, you'll be fine. You just, you know, you got to find somebody. Uh, and he tries to kill her. Yeah. Well, at least he says he wants to. But, like, his reasoning right. is, you know, his reasoning is really flawed. Like, you know, I want to kill you to punish you for dying. For leaving me. Yeah. Yeah. For basically for leaving him. Mm-hmm. And she's awesome, though. Whoever, I can't, I don't know her name, but she was, in this episode, she was tremendous. And I really liked yeah. that, you know, that response is like, you know, it, death comes for everybody. And, you know, we, we really shouldn't be in the business of trying to quicken it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's just like, no, you like, you will be fine. Trust me. You'll, you just have to find, you know, an, an anchor. She's like any good hearted, caring, nice person will do, uh, you know, a, th- a therapist, like a therapy relationship is pretty easy because they're expecting you to come in. They want you to come in. They want you to sit down and talk to them, mm-hmm. but a real life relationship outside of, um, a therapist's office or something like that, that's less open. That's something that you have to ease into and uh, be vocal about. You need to let the other person know that you're interested in them and would like to be in a relationship. But he doesn't know how to do that. So he just sort of stalks that Julie. So it's interesting. At first, it's like he seems like such a creep. And he is such a creep. He is, yes. But, like, his reasons for being a creep are less sinister than they sound. He just needs to be near somebody good to keep him pointed north. He just doesn't know right. how to get into like a actual relationship. So he just stalks her instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the real question is, cause she's now working at the hotel. She notes to him that, Oh yeah. And she's like, I got offered like double my pay at my old double job to come work mm-hmm. here. That had to be Fisk, right? Doing. Yeah. This? We, we, we learned that in the next episode. Yeah. So, Wait, did they reveal that? I, I yep. don't remember them actually mentioning they it did. specifically. Yeah, they did. My memory yeah. is so terrible. I'm feeling like <laughs> I'm feeling like you know what? I just watched these episodes. This is going to be super fresh in my mind. No problem. <laughs> but I don't recall that. I could. I may have. I may have been chatting with Jen while that scene was going on in the background. So it's possible that I literally did miss it and I I didn't watch it and then forget forgot that it happened. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, so obviously uh, Fisk is using all of this to uh, ultimately manipulate this guy because Mm -hmm. Fisk doesn't like all this heat on him and they need a new villain in town. And who better than than this poor, pathetic fellow who happens to have a gift? Must have the highest IQ ever, right? Like he's so smart. Fisk is incredibly smart. So smart. Yeah. And evil. <laughs> yes. And he's also very honest though. Like he doesn't try to he doesn't try to be Dex's anchor. He's right. just like, I love you for who you are. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Because that's not a bad message, but if who you are is a psychopath who wants to kill people <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. There might be. I might not love you that much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love you for who you could be. 
<laughs> right, exactly. Maybe work on that. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, any more thoughts on this particular episode, Aurora? I totally forgot that Karen had killed someone. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it happened so long ago. So long ago, and when she like when she is taken to uh, Matt's place by the FBI, mm-hmm. uh, Agent Nadim shows her the picture of the guy, and I was yes. like, and and you can see her face, like she's like, oh shit, mm-hmm. um, and I I was watching and I, and I was like, who is that? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yeah, like when you said the name, I'm like, oh, that name's familiar. Like that's got to yeah. be from season one or something. And... Yeah. And the way that she reacted, I was like, am I missing something? Did I miss something in this season? Same. And then when she reveals to Foggy, I was like, oh, wow. I totally forgot that happened. Oh, yeah. It came back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, this, this happens in the second episode as well. But I just want to give credit to Deborah Ann Wool, who plays Karen Page. Mm-hmm. She is incredible at doing... Like standing your ground and being confident while also being terrified. terrified. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> you can hear her voice quivering. She's so scared, but she's also like, you know, uh, it's because I'm asking the right questions. You know, am I under arrest? No, then call me back when you want to ask the right questions. You know, that sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. she's very straightforward and she's not timid. She's, like, terrified, but she's like, I'm going to do it. And she does that tremendous, like, I buy it. She seems, like, early when she gets stopped by the FBI, when you think that Felix Manning is sending those guys after her, and you think those are those people are following her, but they're really FBI agents, I mm-hmm. her performance is so good, I'm just like, holy shit, he's already got, like, guys following her. And then when it turned out to be FBI, like, she was petrified yeah and she had a gun and she's like i have a gun uh, like she she a carry permit that. yeah yeah she I handled a, it i have a concealed carry permit and but like she's also like shaking and terrified she's awesome she's so good yeah uh yeah so i really like this episode uh i mean this isn't like as good as the wilson fisk uh one mm-hmm. few, few could be that was just an incredible story but this was really good and i loved how they depicted how they did the flashbacks sort of yeah yeah uh i just think all of that was awesome and always having like wilson fisk kind of just standing there Uh, yeah it was great and then they did that weird thing like they were shooting like the music video for bohemian rhapsody at the end where they're (laughs) like just like being like singularly illuminated in the dark even fisk (laughs) <laughs> and then he's just creepily like watching her eating pizza while he's eating yes. pizza. Oh, so yeah. creepy. It looked very artsy. Very uh <laughs> it yeah. did. I'm like, oh yeah. wow, we're going like indie film art house yeah. <laughs> like for this. Yes. Which feels like kind of Wilson Fisky. I mean, maybe he wouldn't be a Harry Potter nerd. You know, maybe he'd be more oh. like a Manchester by the Sea guy who likes uh yeah. who likes yeah. that stuff. But his lawyer, totally a Potterhead for sure. Yes, I can see him li- liking Hunger Games though. Yeah, <laughs> he's like really. That's he's like you know. I did, not only do I like those stories, but that's how I sort of see the future of humanity. Really, yes. it's like I would like to see that happen because <laughs> I'm an evil lawyer. <laughs> uh, 
so uh, what would you give uh, episode five? Unless you've got other thoughts, of course. No, I'll I'll give it a four. Ah, I give this one a four point five. I like this one. All right, quite a bit. Nice. Good job, Daredevil. Uh. Okay, so before we talk about the next episode, uh, thank you to the good people over at Adam Tickets for sponsoring the show, cinemageekly.com slash Tickets, or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page to pick yourself up some movie tickets or gift card for the movie fan in your life. Uh, Daredevil Season 3, Episode 6, The Devil You Know. Well, kinda. Not really. I don't know. Let's talk about it. Uh, Foggy assures Karen that she's still a good person after killing, uh, killing that Wesley guy in self-defense because it was self-defense. So, mm-hmm. uh, although she did shoot him a lot of times for self-defense. She did. She uh, did. Dex confronts Fisk who confirms that he was behind Julie's hiring. See, there it is at the hotel and that he intended to show Dex that life with Julie was not going to work. She wouldn't understand Dex, but Fisk does after killing his father while he was a boy. Uh, you know, we've had that Fisk story in the past. Right. Uh, Matt visits Karen and asks for help in finding Evans, uh, and finding it, uh, and using his testimony to stop Fisk. That of course would be the guy who was in prison, uh, that Matt went to go see under false pretenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Foggy, uh, organizes with, uh, Nadim, who has now been promoted due to his work on the Fisk case, outweighing his financial troubles, uh, to meet them at the New York Bulletin, where Karen works and is planning to interview Evans about Fisk's plan. Uh, they don't mention it here, but they did find that Evans guy and convinces him to uh, uh, they convince him to come in to do the testimony thing. Uh, in exchange for Nadim considering Evans' testimony, Matt agrees to hand himself over in the hopes of clearing his name. However, uh, distraught over Julie, Dex considers committing suicide, but is interrupted by Fisk who proposes an alternative uh, that would be working for Fisk. Uh, Dex instead goes to the bulletin dressed as Daredevil, presumably wardrobe provided by Wilson Fisk and company. Right. Uh, and he fights off Matt and kills Evans along with several others before he can talk. Nadim arrives just in time to see quote unquote Daredevil escaping. So what did you think of episode six? This episode was amazing. I could talk all day about the fight between uh, Dex and Daredevil, like and Matt. It was so much fun. Like just how he was like aiming things and hitting him from corners. Yes, so good. Do you remember? <laughs> I don't I feel like I don't know if it's like a McDonald's commercial or something from like way back in the the nineties where they'd have like basketball players and they were doing this, uh, thing where they're like, uh, it was like the nothing but net commercials. Oh yeah. 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 Like off the scoreboard, off of the floor, off the janitor's head. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's like bullseye. (laughs) He's just like (laughs) off the wall, through the window, over the moon, Mm -hmm. right in your face. Yes. And he did that with, like, everything so many times. Mm -hmm. They did a bit with a snow globe where he, like, shatters it like a pencil or something. Yes, amazing. Not only does he have incredible aim, but it's also been made clear that he has incredible strength and speed. Yes. 
Because normally, no matter how throw you how hard you throw a pencil at a snow globe, it's not going to break the snow globe. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Unless you throw it like uh, some sort of superhuman velocity. Right. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. It looked really cool, all of it. Yeah, did I? I actually like the whole. I like how it starts, where Matt. Well, I mean, it, it's great because he's going to kill Foggy, fake Daredevil, Dex's. Mm-hmm. Let's call him Dex Devil. And uh, <laughs> he's going to kill him. Like, he hurls, like, a pipe at right. uh, at Foggy. And then Matt's hand just comes out of frame and catches it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's just in slow motion for a minute. And I'm like, this is so cool. And it's a slow motion. It's just both of them looking at each other. Yes. <laughs> and then he's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Daredevil. And Matt's like, fuck it. And they fight. <laughs> yes. I thought that was so great. Uh, it was amazing. Yeah, the fight was incredible. And then Dex beats him. Yes. Which is crazy. But he beat yeah, I mean, he and took he... like, a, like scissors to his shoulder. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then he goes into that room and does he kill Karen's boss? I think he's dead. That's, I don't know. Like when I was freaking out. Because <laughs> when, okay, so when, when Nadim comes in and sees Karen sitting on the couch... Right. Like, I'm pretty sure that's her boss's body next to the yeah, couch. Yeah, he had, like, a light blue shirt. But but when uh, Bullseye goes in and, and throws, I think he throws a pencil or something at mm-hmm. him, um, it, it it hits his stomach. Yeah, it doesn't hit, like, at, his on heart. On the side. Yeah. Right. And he just, you know, falls down. And I was like, oh, maybe she's just hurt. But then, like you said, in the next scene, when Nadim comes in, he's just lying on the floor and he looks dead. Yeah, she's not attending to him or anything. Like, he's still alive and just sore. I mean, maybe he is, but unlikely. I was freaking out. And then you want to talk about creepy. (laughs) He shoots that guy, the, uh, what's his name? The guy that they're trying to, Evans. Mm -hmm. He shoots him in the head. Like, as he's standing, like, right next to Karen, because, you know, his aim right. is super good. Mm-hmm. And then he just goes, oh, hi, Karen. Nice to see you again. So here's my question. Okay. Why did he say that? When when did he see her before? Uh, I'm not positive. Maybe when she went to try to get answered. Uh, maybe. Okay, I, don't so... remember them, I don't remember them meeting up. So try to remember... Because I was really, and I might have to go back to season one and watch it. But when he said that, I was like, wait, I have a vague memory mm-hmm. of when Karen kills that guy in mm-hmm. season one. There was someone else in the apartment that's ah. what, that sees her kill the guy. Am maybe. I imagining that or did that happen? I don't know. I think maybe you're right. Like, I don't remember the meeting up. In this season at all. Right. And Could so when he know? said, hi, oh, hi, Karen, nice to, nice to see you again, I was like, wait, am I remembering this correctly? Was yeah. someone in that apartment? So I, 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 I might have to go back. Also, yeah. Also, just really creepy. Yes. <laughs> After murdering somebody, uh, multiple people, and yeah. it's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Nice to see you. How are the kids? <laughs> good? That's good. <laughs> That's like terrifying to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Uh, and then he uh, tries to escape, but unlike real Daredevil, he didn't know the FBI agents were coming up the steps, so he just walked into it. And Nadim mm-hmm. shoots him, but he's 
either not wounded seriously or unfazed, and then he kind of kicks their asses and then departs. Mm-hmm. And then at the end here, there's all this horribleness going on. And Nadim, like an idiot, because somebody comes in and he's like, who could have done all this? And I was waiting for Nadim to say, like, it's... <laughs> well, yeah, well, I was really waiting for him to say, it's my fault. Because he's oh. the one who wanted to, this Fisk thing so badly, and he escalated it. But no, like a dummy, he's like, it was Daredevil. Mm-hmm. The menace. Get J. Jonah Jameson on the phone so he can put it into the paper about how big of a menace this Daredevil is. <laughs> uh, but that didn't happen. Uh, well, I mean, that that is what happened. He blamed it on Daredevil. But really, this is sort of Nadim's fault. Mm-hmm. His heart was in the right place. He wanted to do good. But I think he vastly underestimated just how smart this Wilson Fisk fellow is. Right. Uh, yeah, I loved this episode. Uh, yeah, I also love the the whole. If I'm remembering correctly, I think it was this episode where they um, decorate Fisk yes. room, yeah. and they bring like this whole like he has now his suits back and mm-hmm. art all over and furniture, and it's it's like it's like he's free. Yeah, well, I mean, they as Karen noted, and part of this investigation that they're looking at, you know, because back in the other episode. Um, she's like, you know, why aren't you asking him questions about like this company, which he probably owns because, uh, mm-hmm. they now own the hotel that he's staying in right. and surprise, surprise, you know, his, that room that was supposed to be a cell is now basically his office penthouse suite again. Right. And it's almost like he's not even in jail, which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. his, his prison, like <laughs> his secret lair is like also his prison essentially. But it's not because right. he kind of yeah. and he has the, the the white suit back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that that's when after that happens, that's when Dex um, comes in and he <clears throat> brings him food, mm-hmm. and he says, uh, "Do you think that hiring that waitress is going to do something?" Yeah, uh, that's why. That's why I that that's when I thought it was revealed that Fest had something to do with hiring Julie. Yeah, because. He said, you know, you think this is going to do something to me? And like, I don't care about her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fizz is like, no, you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, and he yeah. also wanted to point out that it wasn't going to work between them, which. It right. Clearly she would have... never accept him as he was. No. And, yeah. you know, she like asks her out. He asks her out on a date, kind of, sort of. And, uh, you know, then he sort of like a dummy is like, I've kind of been stalking you, so I know a lot about you. <laughs> uh, which is really not what you're supposed to do if you're... Right. I mean, you shouldn't be stalking anybody anyway, period. <laughs> anyway, but right. if you're gonna, the last <laughs> thing you should do is let them know that you're doing it. Because right. that's just that's trouble. <laughs> but this poor guy is just, he couldn't help himself. It's like, oh, she said something about like her dog or something or something, <laughs> yeah. right? And he's like... Yeah, yeah. Or he said something about it, and she's like, how do you know I have a dog? And he's like, oh, I know a lot about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, I'm going to leave now. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. Goodbye. And he grabs her. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 yeah his uh, social norms need some, uh, they need some working on, as evidenced mm-hmm. by the whole shooting a guy in the head and then just casually talking to Karen like they've been yeah. buddies. Uh, clearly, some more work needs to be done with this fellow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, any other thoughts on this week's episode, uh, episode six? If not, what would you give it? Um, I mean, the, the, other, the only other thing I was going to say is that I'm, I'm really curious to watch the next episodes and see how Karen is going to be because yeah, Karen, we've seen her devolve in a way. Like she is losing it a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, it happens when they're uh, questioning the Evans guy. Because they're yeah. trying to give him these ultimatums. And at the end, because he's like, nah, I can't do any of this stuff. And Karen's like, look, either you're going to help us out and then you and your son can run away uh, or uh, or try to run away from Fisk. Or uh, you cannot help us and you can land back in jail. And I'm going to print the story like uh, you told it to me anyway. Right. Which is not ethical. Yeah. And even Matt looks at her like, yes. he cannot believe she said that. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, whoa, where did this come from? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you're but right. She, this is gonna... But she is, she was in a state of mind already. Mm-hmm. And now all of her coworkers are dead. Yeah. Because this guy killed everybody at the bulletin. This is definitely going to have an effect on her for sure. Yes. And she lost her witness. Um, mm-hmm. She was trying to help Matt. And now that plan is gone. Yep. So I'm really curious to see how she's going to be in the next few episodes because she has to be, like, very uh, affected by it. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't ima- yeah. I can't imagine not being. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. so what would you give uh, episode six? I'm going to give it a five. Awesome. I gave it a five as well. This is a great episode. <laughs> uh, this is tremendous. and It was great. Uh, the more the merrier. Keep keep bringing it mm-hmm. daredevil folk this is great um, yeah, i i wanted them to pick it up they did mm-hmm. good <laughs> uh all right well that's the show for this week head on over to cinemageekly.com check out the archives of the show and of course you can find us on apple Podcasts, google play and stitcher just search for podcasters of shield and hit subscribe and uh, that way you can hear us come back talk about more season three of daredevil on netflix episode seven called aftermath and episode 8 called Upstairs, Downstairs. Downstairs.